It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome to another Friday discussion. Eric, I'm excited about this topic. We I actually get this question quite often in our training. And the question is, is it normal to feel awkward in sharing your faith? I think most Christians actually have an apprehension to sharing their faith because it's just, it is so uncomfortable yeah. and just awkward. Yeah. Any thoughts? Well, I think it's it's funny because many of us as Christians think we're the only one. Every other Christian is like totally comfortable. Sharing they're they're the a ray comfort. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, every other Christian's a ray comfort, yeah. And, um, but it's actually, I'd say very normal and... Rightfully so. That's a, sort of the surprising curveball at this for us to share the truth of Jesus Christ in a lost and dying world. It doesn't fit. And I think we're just so shocked that, you know, why is there resistance to this? Why, why isn't everyone, why isn't this easier? And yet what it is, it's a deliberate step into a territory that is not normal for humanity. Normal humanity is to leave everyone alone and let them go to hell. It is not normal to intervene in a way that people don't want to have any intervention in. Hey, could you leave me alone? I don't want to hear about your God. I don't want to hear that I'm a sinner. I don't want to hear that I need Jesus. And so as a result, awkwardness is just part and parcel for the course, but it's what we do with the awkwardness that defines if it's going to hinder us or if it's actually going to help us, because it doesn't need to be an opponent against us, but it oftentimes is. Yeah, I think a lot of us have such a social understanding that you know, if, if I start speaking, I'm going to ruffle feathers. Uh, yeah. They're going to hate me. There's a fear of man yeah. that that really controls a lot of our lives of yeah. like, if, if I interrupt someone's life yeah. and they completely, you know, blow up over this, uh, what does that say about me? And, and help us through that. Like, how do I, how do I get out of, or how do I leverage this awkwardness for the sake of the kingdom of God? Well, you know, in communications, I, I've worked in the realm of communications for years. I used to train people in public speaking and in just social dynamic. And it's interesting because Christianity does violate. It steps on the toes of so many things that are just good social practice. And so you could call it social grace. It's, it's a certain attitude that you bring to a cocktail party. You know, So you're with the uppities, and you're at a cocktail party, and someone has their arms folded in the back of the room, and they're by themselves and aloof. What does that mean? That means leave me alone. Okay, just let me be. I, I really don't want to participate in your, your stuff out there, so just let me be. And so... Social grace would say, okay, read the cues. That person wants some distance, right? However, a Christian doesn't function by social grace. We function by Christ grace. And Christ is willing to heed the Holy Spirit and to do that which is on God's heart, no matter what that person externally is saying, which would cause some of us to feel very uncomfortable to walk up to someone who has their arms folded and they're saying, hey, leave me alone but you feel burdened to ask them a question or to make a statement to them. And maybe it's something like this. I just really feel like God has you uh, on his heart and he wants me to share that he loves you. And that person might just give a guffaw, a, you know, like, oh, this is ridiculous. Get out of my face. Didn't you see that I have my arms folded? They could. But you know what they may have been doing at that exact moment? In fact, they almost bet on it. At that very moment when you came up, they were saying, God, if you're real, prove it. And then boom, you violate all social grace because you're functioning after a higher working order in heaven. 
and you walk up to that person, even though it's awkward for you, you are bringing life to that person. Even if they mock you to your face, they go home that night and they're wrestling with the fact that God just answered their prayer in a way that they did not expect it. And so as a result, this working of grace is very, very significant. Uh, And so if we divided up life into two zones, you have the comfort zone and you have the awkward zone. Which one do we naturally gravitate towards? Well, that one's easy. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all the same. In other words, yes, there are certain people that like difficulty challenge. They like to jump out of a plane, you know, and bungee jump off a... Uh, a ledge. You know, there's people that like thrill, but very few people enjoy the thrill of sharing Jesus with a world that doesn't want to hear about him. It's interesting because even thrill seekers have a tendency to feel awkward when it comes to sharing Jesus. Jesus is just sort of uncouth. He's unpopular. He's sort of cheesy, right? And so as a result, that's like whenever you see one of those movies that sticks a gospel scene in it, you know, uh, everyone's innately, I mean, just inherently, we get uncomfortable. It's like, oh, great. It's a little too straightforward. You don't want to be that straightforward. You want to be a little more artistic with it because we we all feel that uh, with it. And I'm not against being artistic with sharing. So don't, don't get me wrong on that. However, it is there. So comfort zone, awkward zone. If you're in the comfort zone, there's no grace for the comfort zone. God doesn't give you grace for your comfort zone. You know what he gives you grace for? the awkward zone. And so when we deliberately choose to go where he's leading us, it's amazing what we encounter, but we encounter the power of God. And so many of us are like, yeah, I've just really never seen God work in my life. Well, you know, when you hang out in the comfort zone, you're not going to, but when you're willing to go into the awkward zone, you do. And I remember learning this in, in missionary school where we were on the streets of New Orleans and I wasn't too happy about being there. uh, And our group was sharing the gospel. You know, it was right before, it was like a day or two before um, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. Yeah. packed, and everyone was drunk, at least it seemed that way, right? And there we are in the midst of it, and I did not want to be there. It's just, and if I was going to just be point blank honest, I did not want to be there. I, I knew it was probably spiritual to be there, but I was trying my best to justify why this isn't the best way to reach people. I mean, there has to be a better way to reach people. And they had a cross, and it was set up, and, and they needed help fixing in the top beam. And I was the only one tall enough. It was a bunch of shorty people. And I come up, and I had to fix the cross. And I felt like my whole face was flushing red with embarrassment, even as I was touching the cross. And I felt bad, you know, spiritually, even as like, God, I'm so sorry that I'm so embarrassed. But I, I mean, God, there has to be a better way than this. I mean, do we have to do this? And I remember I sort of distanced myself from the cross. I was standing, sort of bouncing on my toes in that awkward position. I was awkward and I wasn't even sharing. I was just in the mode with a whole bunch of people that were, and I didn't know that I wanted to be associated with them. I'm not with them. And yet I was. And so I was dealing with this inner wrestling, feeling bad too. Like, God, what is wrong with me? And I remember praying, God, I just need you to help me here. And someone came over to me and said, Eric, we were just thinking as a team that, you know, maybe you could be the next one to stand with the cross. And I, I still to this day don't know how it came out, but I said, okay, (laughs) why would I say okay to that? When I stepped into that awkward zone of standing with that cross in the middle of Bourbon Street, I have never felt such happiness in my life. Hmm. In fact, I was so happy. My face hurt. I was smiling so big. And it's weird. I went from wanting to distance myself from this saying, God, could you have another way for sharing the gospel to suddenly stepping across this threshold? I call it the threshold of obedience, that when you step across it, you enter into a new territory. It's like a new climate. 
And it's a God climate and God's there and God's with you there. And suddenly you don't care if people mock you because you're in the God climate. It's called grace. It's God's power. He's, he's there in a very present way, but you have to cross that threshold to get there. Mm, that's so good. <clears throat> One of my mentors always talked about the fact that when God calls us into something, he always calls us out of our comfort zone. He always calls us to use a water metaphor where we're, there's no, there's no sand beneath your feet. You're kind of bobbing and you feel like you're drowning, but it's in those moments that you actually begin to experience that, that grace, that uplift, yeah. that, uh, you, you are forced into a place of dependency. Yeah. And I, I love that picture of, you know, the only time we really experience the power and the grace of God is when we're willing to give up our comfort and are willing to give up our little, our cherished safety yeah. and be willing to risk. And yet when you look at the gospels, when you look at the, the book of Acts and the, the church history, that's, that's where, that's where yeah. they all live. They, yeah. they were consistently often forced, yeah. uh, whether they wanted to or not out of their comfort zone to live in that yeah. awkward, awkward place. The ancient model for it, at least the way I've always looked at it is, you know, the, you had this people called the Waldensians and they lived in the Italian Alps during the dark ages. And they, they were carriers of the word of God. So even though the lights had been turned out basically throughout the world and Christianity had sort of gone underground, this people group would literally risk their life. And many of them died martyrs' deaths. It's profound stories. But they would divide up in twos. And they had an older man, which was known as a barb, and they had a younger man. And the younger man was scared to death. And he knew what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to follow this older man into this dangerous territory. He knew that he likely could lose his life. But that's why he was sent with the older man. And the older man was also groomed the same way. And so he had, he had walked into this territory, but with an older man himself. And so when they would get to sort of the cusp of the, the town or the city, the older man would, in a sense, take the younger man's hand and step across into that threshold because the younger man starts to panic. He's like, I don't know if I, if I can do this. And the older man would take him with him, sort of like, we can do this. And it's like, that's one of the things I've oftentimes thought we're missing today. When it comes to evangelism, we're just told to do it. Well, yeah, get awkward. Just go out there and do it. But we don't have oftentimes the person take our hand and say, come with me. I'll do it first, and then you can follow. And you see, when you step across, you find the grace. But if you never step across because you don't feel comfortable, it's so awkward over there, you never find that grace. You know that one scripture, it repeats multiple times in, in through the Bible. It is, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The comfort zone, why do we not leave our comfort zone? Why don't we enter into the awkward zone? Pride. God has a resistance towards that. In other mm -hmm. words, there's no blessing that comes with the pride life, with the comfort zone life. To the humble, those that humble themselves say, God, I trust your ways. I trust that even if I look like an idiot out here today, that this is how I please you. I want to go in this direction. What you find is grace. You find the indwelling power of God in those moments. And it's profound and powerful. And once you taste it, you, you want to live there. You do. It is, it is an amazing thought. You have to acclimate because yeah. the next day you wake up after Bourbon Street and you're thinking, what did I just do last night? That is crazy. <laughs> when you're doing it, you're like, this is amazing. I want to do this all the time. In fact, I wanted to build across and walk around Denver with it when I got back home. And yet you have to wake up the next day and choose to cross the line again. Yep. And that's what most of us, some of us have tasted the awkward zone and the grace, but then we retreat back to our comfort zone. We want our comfort zone. What we need to want is the awkward zone because right. that's the God zone. And it's amazing too how God expands the awkward zone as you progress. 
In other words, <laughs> it gets more awkward uh, and harder. I don't know that you're helping anyone yeah. out there. <laughs> but in other words, but, but take the small steps. I think that's, that's important. Right. Uh, just as a way for us to close this particular time, would you mind just even praying for those who are listening? Yeah, just that, that one, they would be emboldened to cross yeah. that threshold, to yeah. experience and be willing to live with awkwardness for the yeah. sake of the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, we need this, especially today. We need this grace. We need the boldness. We need the courage to step and to do. Lord, I ask that you would give us the power that we need for obedience, that we need to take that stride into that awkward territory where we feel like we have the negative attentions of the world around us instead of their applause. Lord, we're wired for the applause of man, but Lord, I pray that you would rewire us for the applause of God. Lord, we ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our desire is to better connect this truth and this time that you received when you were out here and this awakening, this stirring, this deepening back home so that you feel strong when you go back home and you don't feel like you're abandoned, but you feel like you're a part, an extension of a body. And that's what the Alumni Network is. For us, it's been a delight being able to do this and being able to stay connected and see you guys and keep those relational fires burning. So I'd love you to be a part of this. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.